What constitutes a supervolcano? Do you know? Because we don't. I'm Kevin Leeson. Can Tommy Lee Jones make a volcano boring? Find out today. I'm Joe Fulton. Tonight in the Labadome. Fumarole versus Blowdown. Who's got the most ejecta? Find out tonight. I'm Torn Atkinson. It's time for Caustic Soda, the podcast. Everyone loves volcanoes. Remember that uh, TV series? <laughs> Come on, I gotta explode! <laughs> uh, before we get into the volcanoes, though, I'd like to do a follow-up. Fantastic, okay. we love follow-ups. For viewer mail. Radiation. This one is not viewer mail. Oh. This is something I wanted to talk about, but totally forgot about. Um, have you guys heard about the design for a waste isolation plant in Carlsbad, New Mexico? Uh, no. There's this architect who was a team of specialists who was hired by the federal government, the, the U.S. government. The architect was a team? He was part of a team. Okay. I thought he might have been radiated. And He's a one-man team. One, <laughs> several people merged into one being with a multiple consciousness. But he wrote a paper after this happened, and I'll, I'll read just the intro from this paper. In the next several years, the United States Department of Energy will bury some 500,000 barrels of radioactive waste a third of a mile beneath New Mexico's shifting sand desert in a thick salt formation. The waste will remain dangerous for 10,000 years. The Department of Energy wants to make a permanent warning at this burial site to help prevent inadvertent release of radioactivity in order to extend its food chain, water supply, and air. The warning must endure, be found, (laughs) and be understood. So 10,000 years from now... We have to make sure that whoever finds right. it... You know, they're not going to be speaking English, probably. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. At We're, least not any English we would recognize. Yeah, there they are, they yeah. may call it English. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I wanna know... They'll call it English. I want to know what kind of barrel they have that they think is going to last 10,000 well, years. Well, that's the thing. With the, the barrels won't last 10,000 years, but the radioactivity will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they've got some sort of caustic radioactive uh, material in a barrel that can't conceivably last 10,000 years, but the warning will last. Yeah. Well, that's that's Hopefully that's the challenge. Years. And no structures that exist today have existed 10,000 years ago yeah. as well. Have we been building structures for 10,000 years, though? Well, what are the pyramids? The pyramids are like 5,000 years or something like that. And also, right? we're pretty good at building tough things these days. Well, what's the alternative? This should just be a... I think uh, this let's is just a, dump them in the river. So this is just a things that make so, you go, hmm, moment, maybe. Well, well so this, his paper goes on, and you can read this online. It's called uh, An Architecture of Peril. And it's by Michael Brill. <laughs> it sounds like a bad thriller. <laughs> Architecture Apparel. And he wrote this in Dan 1993. Brown. And it kind of goes through the seven test designs. I'll read off the designs. Landscape of thorns. Menacing earthworks. <laughs> black hole. Spikes bursting through grid. Rubble landscape. Forbidding blocks. And spike field. This is a picture of the spike field, which we should put And out. this is the, supposed to warn people about the radioactive. This is, yeah, yeah. I'll describe this. It's like you can see little people on the, on the monument, if you want to use that word. <laughs> the radioactive monument. Yeah, and there's giant spikes jutting out of, uh, of the land at all Giant, angles. like, five-story tall yeah, spikes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and that, that's the warning sign? And yes. that's, that, well, that's one of the proposed warnings. But, you know, I'm looking at all these pictures, and I think this is like modern art. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on over here. Check this out. You know, if, yeah, exactly. if we're if there's bring... a society of goths living ten, uh, yeah, ten thousand years from now, <laughs> they may be attracted out there to the site. And, you know, yeah. smoke and <laughs> <laughs> and and, be, and begin to glow a light blue. Yeah, exactly. So, I, always, I mean, you I can imagine feel... the challenge that these guys are, have to figure out. You know, what can you put there that's going to last? 
and that's going to say, don't come here, you know, don't dig. <laughs> yeah. Right. Walk away. Yeah, just walk away. Leave <laughs> the radiation. I think the glowing sand will, <laughs> uh, will probably <laughs> help. That'll be a major, a major well, you, assistance. You could put just a you know, giant pile of dead bodies, but then they'd, they'd rot. No, that yeah, works. that's, that's going to last 10,000 years. <laughs> a follow-up on radiation. Well, thank you very much, Torn. Uh, on to volcanoes. Uh, anyone want to talk about the origins of the word? Oh, in fact, I do. But let me first show the pinup. What is... Oh, it's a dog frozen in the Pompeii disaster. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. Uh, he doesn't have a name that I know of, but there's an exhibit, Pompeii Stories from an Eruption, the Chicago Field Museum, and this is a cast of uh, the agony, the sheer agony of the dogs that was oh. chained up in the House of Orpheus, in fact. He's all twisted, and we'll put that up on the website, causticsodapodcast.com. Yeah, no, uh, I think it uh, you know, speaks to the uh, immediate nature of the eruption, right? You know, everybody was uh, caught mid-whatever they were doing. Yeah, and I, I don't know if, if we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I have heard how the people died. Most of them died at Pompeii. Like, what it was that actually killed them. It wasn't the explosion. wasn't heat. wasn't being buried in lava. It was the smoke. Uh, was it the pyroclastic flow? Uh, what it was is uh, when a volcano erupts, most of the lava forms little bubbles, much like uh, if you've seen the Mentos and Diet, uh, Diet Coke thing yes. where it all yeah. – well, that's what lava's like. Right. It shoots up and it's all bubbly. But, of course – Yeah, it's full of gas. Right. It's full of gas and then it hits the air and it solidifies – into these little tiny spheres, which then shatter into tiny, tiny little sharp, razor-sharp pieces of glass, which you then inhale, and it tears your lungs apart from the inside, and you drown in your own blood. Oh, nice. Volcanoes. Wow. Lots of fun. Certainly worthy of a caustic soda podcast, just by method of death. Now, obviously, the word origin comes from Vulcanus, Vulcan, the Roman god of fire. Yeah, and uh, he uh, his forges were inside of uh, those volcanoes themselves, right? That's what he used to forge the weapons of the gods and the armors of the gods. All those things. Also yeah. known as Hephaestus if you're... Uh, if you're Greek. <laughs> Greek. The phobia for uh, volcanoes are, as far as I could find, there wasn't a lot on this, Hephaestophobia, I-F-E-S-T-I-O. Phobia. That must be like Hephaestophobia. a Hephaestus uh, derivative. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, volcano pop quiz. You guys ready? Oh, I'm I'm dying. All I'm right, born ready. Define the following: fumarole. Fumarole. Joe. Oh, that's a monster from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Kevin. That is what happens when someone farts upwind from you. Close. <laughs> it's a vent that releases volcanic gases, including including water vapor. Next one. Lava dome. I, I bet you the fumarole <laughs> has kind of a sulfuric sort of rotten egg kind of aroma. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> much closer than we all, uh, you know, you gave me credit for. Lava dome? Lava dome. I, I think uh, I'm going to go with the obvious. It's a dome made of lava, probably from uh, building up of gases underneath it. It's the home of a uh, professional sports franchise uh, in Pompeii. A steep-sided mound <laughs> that forms when very viscous lava is extruded from a volcanic vent. Tonight only at the Lava Dome. Yeah, lava exactly. Dome. Watch Spartacus take down Crixus. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Pillow lava. Pillow lava. Pillow lava. Oh, I know this one from the uh, from the South Park song. Uh, <laughs> There's a, what? Yeah, Hot Lava hot by lava. Uh, Perry Farrell and on the South Park soundtrack. Oh, I haven't seen that hot one. Hot Lava. Okay, Pillow Lava. Uh, Nobody knows? Give up? Uh, I can't he, he, he talks I, about a, sub, a subaqueous layer or something like that. <laughs> is that from the song? That's from the song? <laughs> that, that, uh, no, I understand. Yeah, okay. Is it right? <laughs> I just have no reaction to that. Is it right? <laughs> no, fluid uh, lava erupted uh, or flowing underwater. So a subaqueous. Subaqueous. Sub-aqueous. Oh, subaqueous. Oh, he... 
mispronounce this slightly. Well, I don't song. know. Maybe I'm mispronouncing it now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Perry Farrell hit the nail on the head so in, uh, in his song, oh, okay. Hot Lava. All right. Thank you, uh, South Park, for educating us all. Blowdown. Blowdown. My head is about to explode. There are too many jokes <laughs> in a very short amount of time. Joe, Joe what do you got? Uh, that, that's the, uh, the adult entertainment, the Lava Dome. <laughs> Blowdown segment. <laughs> uh, trees felled by a volcanic blast. Oh. And well, finally. That, that is exactly how it sounds. That makes perfect blowdown, sense. Yeah. That's practically an onomatopoeia. And finally, ejecta. That, that's uh, the, the rocks being thrown in spewn. the air. Yeah. Being a- spewn. Any imminent material is thrown out by a volcano, including pyroclastic material, a.k.a. Tephra and la- lava bombs. Tef- tephra would be lava, lava bombs. bombs. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that you know what? I think I drank that in a bar <laughs> the other night. I think I had a lava bomb. Energy drink. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> tasty, bomb. tasty burns a little on the way down though. So we don't need to dis- to explain to everyone how plate tectonics works and how what the difference between magma and lava is, do we? Uh, I hope not. I would like to hear the difference between magma and lava because I do remember from uh, from that movie where they basically said they were the same thing. Well, magma's underground and lava's. When it's not underground okay. anymore, it's a lava. You leads have to have a lava, lava flow, but you would have a magma chamber underneath the. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's pretty simple. Volcano. It's the same. It's the exact same thing, though. So it's like magma, meteor, lava, meteorite, meteoroid. It's yeah. all where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like we were talking about before with the with the soda pop, that's basically how a volcano works. The gas builds up. Until there's such pressure that it explodes like uh, a like a shaken can of coke. So, anybody have any uh, volcano stories in the news? Anything going on uh, oh, yeah. around the volcano world right now? Oh, oh. Well, not exactly this world. <laughs> oh, you've got you've got other worldly other worldly volcano news. Okay. Uh, well, it's been thought for a while apparently that, that Venus uh, has had no active volcanoes, but it appears that that is not true. Uh, yeah, I read so some far. of that as well. Yeah, right. Uh, infrared evidence of lava flows on Venus in three volcanic hotspots, and that, that they were a between a few hundred years and two and a half million years old. So they're not sure if it's currently active, but it's that's fairly recently uh, geologically. The most volcanic activity in the solar system? Who knows? Oh, I want to say Mercury, but I think that's going to be wrong. It's going to be Io. Oh, Io, one of the moons of Jupiter, right? Uh, yes, and in fact, it has what they call cryovolcanoes. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of right. cryovolcanoes? Time traveling? No, that's <laughs> chronovolcanoes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's totally different. <laughs> the cryovolcanoes form on icy moons, and they uh, shoot out uh, low temperature. Uh, in, in, you know, instead of molten rock, they erupt volatiles such as like water and ammonia and, and methane and stuff like that. Like right. a water volcano? Wait, yeah, yeah, which is and which is collectively referred to as cryomagma. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Because if you think about it, if the average temperature is usually where water is going to be solid, then where it gets pressurized underneath the surface it will just like pressurized rock so is going to become liquid, and then it's going to shoot up, and then it's going to do just what lava does up here and yeah. solidify. And then so when the, it gets you know, when it gets high enough enough up, it freezes again into solid, and it comes down in big chunks. Of, yeah. uh, on Io, the plumes will rise as much as 500 kilometers into space, and they're so large they can see from Earth by the Hubble Space Telescope. Well, but you know, Hubble Space Telescope can see anything, so that's not really that. Impressive. Oh, if only that were true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see my love for it. <laughs> can't it, though? Can't it? Uh, one day, they will, maybe they'll build a telescope that can. The they largest can, they can see. The loveoscope. <laughs> the largest volcano on Earth? Who knows? A Mauna Loa. You are correct, sir. Uh, woohoo! The scientists think it has been erupting for about 700,000 years. Wow. Although That's it emerged nice. from the surface of the ocean. Four hundred thousand. Well, now, uh, but hold on, isn't um, Kilauea on Hawaii is has been the longest 
currently erupting volcano. Are you saying Mauna Loa is no longer erupting? Uh, well, no, like, the, but a, an uninterrupted eruption. Oh. I think uh, Kilauea has been erupting nonstop since, like, since the eighties. The Coons Age. Yeah, since the eighties, it's been uh, <laughs> one constant in, uh, eruption. Okay. That right. uh, and it, it it holds the record for the uh, longest single current eruption. I think I read that the other day when I was trying to come to the table as prepared as you guys. Yeah, I was up till two thirty. <laughs> yeah, I, you're crushing me. You're crushing <laughs> me on the research scale. And then my cat kept waking me up, licking plastic bags in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> uh, a largest volcano in the solar system. I do not know. Is it on Io? No. Mars. Yes, yes. I don't. Know. Also, the largest mountain in the solar system. Oh, uh, uh, Olympus Mons. Yes, correct. Wow. wow. You win the oh. caustic and bring the whole award. like Greek god thing full circle. With the old Olympus. You know, I, did, I was a total mm-hmm. guess. I didn't even know well, Olympus was a volcano. Oh, well, it is. I, well, uh, okay, that's yeah. fascinating. That's interesting. Now, is it a dormant volcano or is yes. it active? Yeah, okay. Isn't, there's three stages of volcano, right? There's active, there's dormant, and there's extinct. Isn't that that's mm. the way it works? Mm. That seems logical to me. That's dormant. It could extinct. It's over. It's done with. Forget it. It's time has passed. Dormant is, it's not exploding right now, but it gets explode any minute. Right. Uh, extinct as it, it was once was a volcano. Basically a dormant now. volcano was like I was when I was making up with a girl when I was 16. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the active volcano is... Uh, you didn't know what you were doing? <laughs> I didn't know what we were doing. I could explode <laughs> Where is this and, going? And I could explode any minute. Confused. <laughs> uh, and then the active volcano, of course, is uh, it's uh, well, going on. Is lava going to come out of me somewhere? <laughs> Is there going to be ejecta? I definitely had to be a lava dome, a subaqueous layer. Uh, So, but uh, yes, I think those are the three types of volcanoes. So, Olympus Mons is it extinct or dormant? Do you have any idea? Uh, I'm going to say extinct. All right, but only Google knows for sure. (laughs) That's a pure guesswork. Yeah, I I, I guess I just played the stump torn game, and I uh, one point for me. One point for me. (laughs) Well, uh, um, we talk about pyroclastic flow. I don't know what that is. Well, I'll tell you. Inform me, please. Well, pyroclastic is Greek for fire and broken. This is the superheated avalanche of gas and rock which travels away from the volcano. Oh, uh, okay. Basically, yeah, it's like, it's like a big avalanche of super superheated rock. Ash and rock. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that Mount St. Helens, that was a kind of an impressive explosion. That was a, it didn't, uh, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, but it like basically blew its top off. Like a big chunk of Mount right. St. Yeah. Helens was yeah. ejected into the air. Yeah. Like the mountain was it shorter. ash. The mountain was shorter <laughs> after the whole thing was over. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's before and after pictures, which maybe we'll put up on the website. Uh, showing how much it changed after that one explosion. Well, like, uh, we all grew up in British Columbia. Does anybody have uh, any anecdotal stories from the uh, Mount St. Helens explosion? I don't remember much, except when I was younger, I really wanted some of the ash from it. And I know that people were making lots of money just scooping up ash and oh, selling yeah, it around the world. Vague. But I never did get any, and uh, oh, I just cares? remember getting really interested in the science <laughs> of it back then. But, uh, yeah, it soon waned when girls were, you know, around. I remember... I <laughs> that, that Mount St. Helens couldn't hold a candle to hell. <laughs> she was no saint. <laughs> or, or, her, or, uh, her, mounts. or her mountains, yeah. Uh, well, I remember, I mean, I, I do have like a vague recollection of ash falling on Campbell River, my uh, hometown where I grew oh, up. Yeah. Campbell River, if anybody is, um, is aware, is on Vancouver Island, which is quite the distance from uh, where Mount St. Hans it's is located. It's not like crazy distance, though. It's uh, hundreds of kilometers. Yeah. And then multiple, but, you, you know, know compared like five, to, 600 compared kilometers. Compared to volcanoes in history, Mount St. Helens is like a... 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I, I do remember. Uh, I remember going to school and having everything covered in this thin layer fine of powder. this fine powder. And uh, I thought it was odd because snow doesn't typically fall, and it didn't look like snow because it was mm. dirty. Uh, and uh, and it, you know I wasn't uh, entirely aware of the whole um, of the whole Mount St Helens thing until you know days later right. that what it, what had actually happened and what all that stuff was. Right? You thought it was the end of the world? Uh, no, I thought it was weird looking snow that I'd never <laughs> seen before. Catching <laughs> ashes on your tongue. He was, yeah, <laughs> he was a very chill young child making yeah. ash angels. Like the world's like, world's about to end. Neat. Tastes like kind of dirty. <laughs> One other interesting fact about pyroclastic flow is that it can travel to speeds as great as seven hundred kilometers an hour and reach temperatures of about a thousand degrees celsius you know you breathe in the super hot gas and your insides are vaporized i'm marvelous that's how it works <laughs> uh, now here's the thing would uh, the super hot gases vaporize your insides or before it vaporized your outsides you have any idea how i'm gonna say both it's all happening at the same time yeah it's skin I, blistering lungs I burning think, yeah i think you're dead yeah just <laughs> pretty darn quick yeah uh should we get into some of the history biggest death toll Mount Tambora, Indonesia. This is in 1816. 92,000 people killed. Wow. Ejected more than 93 cubic miles of debris in the atmosphere. Was it multiple communities, or was it like a single community that was uh, completely overrun? Um, Well, it's Indonesia, you know, so... um, Could have been a whole island. Could have been, been, yeah, quite a bit. Um, 1816 uh, became known as the year without a summer because, you know, the, the effects were felt worldwide. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, and the volcanic ash in the atmosphere that just, just lowered the temperatures wow. for the entire... The right, it increases yeah. the, the albedo of the, uh, the Ooh, Earth's atmosphere. Oh, you said albedo. I know, it's one of my favorite words. <laughs> wow. Which, uh, yeah, crop failures were common throughout Northern Europe and North America, and as many as 100,000 additional deaths from starvation in these areas because of the volcano. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's a horrible human tragedy. I can't make a joke about that. Okay, so let's talk about Mount Krakatoa. Indonesia. This is in 1883. Death toll, 36,000. The column, which is what they call the big cloud going up into the air, uh-huh. uh, 30 miles high. Wow. Now, the interesting thing about this, I was actually watching on YouTube uh, segments from a BBC uh, special or a series or something that called, um, you know, Krakatoa, The Last Days or something like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they kind of went through all the different facts of, of this volcano. The explosion, it, was, it actually exploded... Several times over the course of like 20 hours. The sound of the explosion was the loudest sound ever documented in recorded history. Well, how loud was it? Uh, it was loud. <laughs> <laughs> so Louder so than we loud. could possibly get. I think it was called Medium. Mount Krakatoa after the fact because it probably made that noise. Krakatoa! Krakatoa. <laughs> uh, it was heard as far away as, as Australia. And this is from uh, Indonesia. So, you know, far enough. But but here's another interesting fact about Krakatoa. About Krakatoa, uh, the deaths were from the tsunami that it caused. Uh-huh. Right, right. Not from the rest of the you know not from the pyroclastic flow. Well, it wasn't Krak- Krakatoa. Was the the entire island basically exploded? Yeah, the island two thirds. Yeah, two thirds of the island was destroyed in the explosion. It was like a Mount St Helens times a thousand. Yeah, but nobody was as far as I know, nobody was living on. The island of it was an uninhabited island that pretty much exploded, and then uh, then the shock shock wave wave sent a yeah an actual literal wave yeah yeah and um, about the explosion was about thirteen thousand times the nuclear yield of Little Boy in Hiroshima, and about four times the yield of the Sar Bomba. Have you heard of Sar Bomba? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, that's the massive nuke that uh, that Russia is uh, working on. They want to have the biggest. Well, it's the largest nuclear device ever detonated. Yeah. And Krakatoa was four times the, that amount. Wow. 
So uh, 165 villages and towns were destroyed. Many, many little communities. Yeah. Taken out. Yeah. Anything to add? Just like that. You're just going to work, you know, r- riding in your canoe, going to okay. going out fishing. I don't know. What a day. Oh, my wife. That Krakatoa. Just, she's such a kablam. What was that? Whoosh. Tsunami. <laughs> You're dead. That's it. All over. Pompeii. I, I'm fascinated by the whole... I haven't been to Pompeii yet, but I want to go. I'm fascinated by the whole frozen mid-action thing yeah. before the... Uh, yeah, everyone's seen the pictures of, like, you know, the people huddled the on plaster, these stairs the and stuff like that. The plaster cast that they've made of right? the yeah. human-shaped spaces that were made in the ensuing ash and avalanche. Yeah, the information I have was that uh, Pompeii was buried under 60 feet of ash and pumice. Pumice. But it was accidentally discovered in 1592, uh, 1,600 years after its demise, because they what? just dug it up, right? So it was, uh, the explosion was in 8 B.C.? It was seven, in 79 A.D. 79 A.D. Does that math add up, add up to you? I, I did. Do you need to get a calculator? I'm, uh, I'm slow on the math today, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, so the intense heat uh, carbonized the, or much of the organic So wait, So they didn't build, the uh, dig it up until, like, 1,600 years later. Uh, did nobody notice that it was gone? Did nobody, uh, did everybody kind of like, oh, it was a big explosion? Well, there was. You know, was there a community here? I don't think so. I think it was just. Uh, <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they didn't care. They all, I think those guys or, moved. Or just I think, uh, <laughs> they uh, saw the volcano and they just left. Yeah, or, no. or just weren't able to actually dig it up. I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking about an ancient culture here. They, not or maybe they didn't care. They're like, eh, they're buried. Why dig they're, them up? But, now but, we yeah. don't have to dig them up to bury them again. Well, uh, Pliny the Younger, we all know. Pliny, Pliny the, the Elder. Younger, yeah. yeah. Well, Pliny the Younger, uh, he, he actually recorded his observation in two letters. Oh, yeah? He was, 18, he was 18 miles west of the volcano. I was about to say, he wasn't in Pompeii itself. No, he wasn't then, in honestly. Pompeii itself. But he described the earthquake, the eruption, the airfall, you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, vul- uh, volcanologists, those people who enjoy Star Trek, uh, <laughs> use the term Plinian to refer to sustained explosive eruptions which generate high-altitude eruption columns and, and, uh, and blanket large areas with ash. Because of his observations. Because he's like, I'm going to write this shit down. Right. He's the first recorded observer, yeah. so they named it after him. Yeah. Just for the first for spotting anything. I guess that's what explorers do, too. It's like, hey, look at that. It's John well, Land. That used to be what science was. Yeah. Right? That's all you yeah. – like, Just looking at things. You, you look at what, what Darwin worked on. He just went around and looked at things and drew pictures and then went, oh, hey, check this out. Wait a minute. And then came up with conclusions. Interesting. you got to write it down first. I have one thing to add for Mount St. Helens. <laughs> Oh, we're coming full circle. uh, Yeah, I just want to talk about Mount St. Helens again. Because in 1974, (laughs) uh, in Alaska, the residents of Sitka, this town, were were shocked to find that that there was black smoke coming from uh, the volcano Mount Edgecombe. What does that have to do with Mount St. Helens? Well, I'll tell you. So people came out of their homes and were like, oh, no, the volcano's going to blow up again. It's active. Turns out that local prankster Porky Bicker (laughs) had flown hundreds of old tires into the volcano and lit them on fire in order to fool the town. <laughs> so then, Wait, was he? Was he? Did he just say he's local prankster? Yeah, local prankster. And that's okay. his, wow, that's right. how he's that is that's known. Really, certainly not how he's known now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, when six years later, when Mount St. Helens erupted, uh, somebody wrote to Baker and said, "You've gone too far this time, Baker." <laughs> Okay, that is a great callback. I congratulate <laughs> you. I congratulate you. I, I think you're just looking for an excuse to utter the phrase, you've gone too you've far, gone too far right? this, this time, Bicker. Now, do you guys know where one of the biggest, uh, vo- or where the biggest volcano in uh, North America is? North America? No, I yeah. don't. 
Uh, it might surprise you, actually, uh, although maybe not once you hear it, because uh, there is a lot of uh, geological activity there. It's actually Yellowstone Park. Or uh, Jellystone uh, in or the Jellystone um, in Yogi Flintstone. Bears. Is it, is it Yogi Bears? It's Yogi Bear oh, lives in right. Jellystone Park. It's, uh, what, what's interesting about this, I, I, I went to, uh, last summer, went to a Café Scientifique here in Vancouver, which is... Uh, That's French. Uh, it is, but uh, they spoke in English, thankfully. Uh, Café Scientifique is basically this UBC gets speakers to come in on different uh, subjects, and it's just a very informal lecture. Does it, it actually a, happen at a, at a cafe? Oh, a pub. It happens, it happens at a pub, yeah. So you can eat and drink and listen to a guy talk about whatever he's, he's uh, an expert on. And this guy was uh, doing a presentation on supervolcanoes. And Yellowstone is a supervolcano, and the a- actual place where Yellowstone National Park is is a, an enormous caldera, which is... Oh, uh, the, the remains of a uh, massive uh, yeah, it's like a big crater. Explosion. It's one of the right. it's one of the six types of volcanoes. But what was really cool there. about this is that people didn't know that Yellowstone was a massive uh, a super volcano, super volcano uh, caldera until we had satellite imagery. Oh. And then a bunch of uh, of geologists were looking at the satellite imagery and went, "Hey, how come there's this like ridge right. of certain types of rock?" all the way around Yellowstone. Mm. That's kind of interesting. So they went in and investigated. And what happened is it was many, I don't know what the time is, but many millions of years ago exploded, left this huge caldera, which then filled in the sediment. Right, from, okay. You know, all the, okay. the rivers and stuff like that. Yeah. So it doesn't look like a crater anymore. Right. It's just got this little in. ridge around the edge mm. of, of the, the, so, the harder rock and then the softer uh, dirt on top of it where everything else has grown and where all the geysers are shooting up from, stuff like that. Does anyone know where you cross the line from volcano to supervolcano? Uh, actually, the word uh, supervolcano it it, it... was not even official until about 2002. Uh, it wasn't actually used by uh, volcanologists in any kind of scientific uh, sense. And they're still now trying to figure out exactly what they mean when they say supervolcano. I think I think it's when a volcano goes in a telephone booth and comes out with a cape on. <laughs> That's right. That was a terrible joke. My apologies. <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners out there. Darn hot. I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight. Crazy man! I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight. But I ain't up to my baby tonight, cause it's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. I'd like to coo with my baby tonight. And pitch the woo with my baby tonight. I'd like to coo with my baby tonight. And pitch the woo with my baby tonight. But sister, you fight my baby tonight, cause it's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. According to the latest report, every average girl you know much prefers her lovey-dovey to court when the temperature is low. But when the thermometer goes way up and the weather is sizzling hot. Mr. Atom, for his matin, is not Cause it's too, too, too darn hot It's too darn hot It's too darn hot Cool In the news, April 2010 25-year-old Swedish tourist Daniel Feterson Plunges to his death In Mount Batur in Bali Uh, we suspect he was killed by the sharp rocks, said police chief Dwee Susino. 
<laughs> that was a uh, an uncanny impression. That <laughs> was identical to that police chief. He set off with his two pals on a pre-dawn hike. Oh, the ever popular pre-dawn hikes along the rim of the volcano in Bali. It seems to be a very like popular thing to words. do. Why? Um, why do people seem? Because I remember some story about some volcanologists who had a pre-dawn hike along the ridge of a volcano in order to study steam venting, and they end up getting caught in an explosion and pelted by right. red hot magma lava bombs. Where and when? It was, you know, I mean, uh, it was, uh, uh, 2000. Oh, I was about to say the seven or eight years year ago. 2000. I was about to say seven or eight years ago. I was, was off uh, by a... uh, Sumeru, which is the tallest mountain on Java. Oh, Java. And, uh, yeah, he was normally the, – the one guy that I remember reading about was uh, – he was actually a remote sensing specialist and normally would not be up there on the volcano, but had to go up there to fiddle with something. And, and got caught in an explosion. Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah, see, like – but, again, that started out as a pre-dawn hike along the rim of the volcano. <laughs> I know. Well, you get what they, you ask for. Yeah, well, do they not expect – volcano? Do, do they figure volcanoes are late risers? That's the most like, dangerous time. I, I don't pre-dawn. like either of those words. <laughs> Pre- pre-dawn. Or-dawn? No, pre-dawn or hike. <laughs> Pre dawn yes. or hike, like I why, and combining them would just multiply the negativeness. Yeah, and then throw in rim of the volcano, and uh, you've got a you've got a pretty toxic brew. I'll, yeah, it took eight hours to retrieve the man's body in uh, oh, Bali. They retrieved it. I'm they actually quite it, yeah. impressed. Yeah, he it, didn't. It, he didn't. He didn't get like he didn't fall into lab or anything. He just fell into a, a volcano. And yeah, because if if Hollywood has taught me anything, <laughs> if Hollywood has taught me anything, it's taught me that once you fall inside a volcano. You are you are vaporized. You're, you, there's no recovering your body. Also, very recent news. Have you guys heard of the Fim Four Two Hals um, volcano? <laughs> wow, what kind of accent that's was that supposed that, to be? It's supposed to is, be is Sweden, Iceland. Iceland. Oh. I don't really know. I don't. I had an York, Icelandic if roommate. York were here. I had an Icelandic. Kind of <laughs> I had an Icelandic roommate for one year, and he didn't sound anything like. Oh, that. Okay, well, in the I, I'll try. I won't do the accent, the Swedish accent for Iceland. <laughs> this next word Ijafjallajökull glacier is where this volcano is uh, erupted very recently uh, March 21st some spots are open for sightseeing despite the fact that there's reports of toxic gas coming from the volcano and bad weather to- toxic gas and bad weather yeah but well, people are still paying like hundreds of dollars to go on tourist trips toxic gas not so bad but if it's gonna rain on me forget it currently erupting <laughs> volcano <clears throat> well there you go in the news uh, that's uh <laughs> I'll take exploding volcanoes for $500. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, pop culture. If Hollywood's taught us anything, it's that as soon as you fall into a volcano, you're instantly vaporized. Well, I know that that's the only way you can destroy the One Ring. Ah, oh, Mount is. Doom. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I would say that what I've learned about volcanoes from Hollywood is that they're really boring. Yeah. Because uh, there was that one year that well, it was at both uh, Dante's Peak and Volcano came out. Oh. And they were both just what. What a Terrible. banner year for volcanoes. When you have Tommy Lee Jones and Pierce Brosnan going mano a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I in the same year. I'm afraid to say. Why, why is it that disaster movies all come in bunches? They are, they it's a boom-bust are, cycle of uh, doom and gloom. It is. I think, it asked it, I think what it is is there was probably a few years prior there was a, some kind of successful different disaster movie, and it, it was one of the few that made money. I, I don't know which one right. it was. We so can all the executives had their the meetings. Executive, well, obviously, disaster movies make us a lot of money, so let's, let's do some. Let's well, we can't, some up. we can't do another plane crashing into a building. Uh, how about volcanoes? And one guy buys a volcano script, and then the yeah. other studio's like, they just bought a volcano script. Right. Let's buy a volcano script, too. <laughs> so, uh, well, up. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, as he was 
was a fire chief or something like that. He wasn't yeah. even a volcanologist, and a, a and volcano, Hesh, a volcano was 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 erupting right in the middle of Los Angeles, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Is that right? The, the, the L.A. volcano. Was That's the, idea? the plot yeah. of volcanoes. So was there lots of lava and yeah, uh, yeah. flowing down the streets, and they right. redirected it with a whole bunch of concrete slabs, and then poured water on it to make it solidify. It was really, really stupid. Was there any pyroclastic flows? I don't no. remember any. I, I don't recall that. Pyro- there was a pyroclastic was there any- flow. In, there was a pyroclastic flow in uh, in Dante's Peak, though. There was. I haven't seen this one either, so you have to explain. What the, uh, they were Linda Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan were in a truck driving away from a pyroclastic flow. As oh. it chased them down the mountainside. They're they going pretty fast. Yeah, absolutely. And they were driving across a bridge that was, you know, uh, about to uh, fall into the river. <laughs> it was uh, very, uh, very intense. In fact... I, uh, I took the uh, liberty of going to IMDb and finding their IMDb ratings. Oh, okay. Uh, Volcano had the oh-so-enviable 5.1 out of 10. What would you rate it? How does that? I think that's generous. Okay. I, yeah. Generous. 5.1. I, go, I go closer to 3. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Dante's Peak was the a marginally better 5.6 out of 10. It, it was generally received better, yeah. You'll see a, a lot of the reviews talk about each either one because they came out at almost the same time uh, as well. Really, like weeks apart. And, and the one thing Dante's Peak had going for it was most of the reviews of Volcano were, this is really dumb and Dante's Peak is slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on your poster, eh? Slightly better than that other movie. That's right. Watch us. Volcano was pretty bad. Dante's Peak was maybe Sunday afternoon in a rainy and on your couch you might right. be able to stand to watch it. No, uh, one, one better than a TV movie. That's your catchphrase. Better, better than, than a TV, TV movie. movie. Yeah, I don't think they could say that about because it's on a big screen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bigger, <laughs> than, bigger than a TV bigger movie. than a TV movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe not better. <laughs> maybe not better. Just bigger. Yeah. You could watch something better at home, but our screen is huge. <laughs> anyway, good. And we make the popcorn for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. At a, at a, and we put at a small markup. Ten cents of popcorn for only eight dollars. Yeah. Uh, Joe versus the volcano. Oh, now, there's oh, a pretty I good forgot movie. Forgot about Joe versus the volcano. I really liked it. It didn't actually end up doing well, but this I, is Tom I, Hanks. The, the Tom Hanks yeah. and Meg Ryan movie, and it's kind of a romantic comedy, but kind of dark. Uh, yeah, very, has, um, very like Terry Gilliam esque. Yeah. in its um, setup. I really, and I haven't watched. I, I only thought of it just before we started recording this, so I didn't have a chance to watch it before, and it's been a long time. But I do remember really, really enjoying it. I'll uh, tell you what I remember about Joe vs. the Volcano. Tom Hanks had a mullet in Joe vs. the Volcano. Oh. Terrible, terrible haircut. Oh, I think he did, and I think, but I think it got cut. Didn't yes, he, he, yeah, he gets cut he when, it, as but... soon as he decides he's going to throw himself into the volcano, right. it's part of his transformative process. That's right. He, okay, uh, so what's the idea here? Uh, he he uh, hates his life. He's right. uh, a, a worker drone in a, a terrible environment, bad lighting. Uh, the guy who played Carla's husband in Cheers is his boss, and it just uh, he's uh, he's beaten down as a minor cog in a larger wheel, and he's given the opportunity. For a great sum of money that he can, you know, spend however he sees fit, if he throws himself in a volcano, because there's this Polynesian culture right. that, in order to satiate the the, the volcano, oh, they have to throw okay. a human sacrifice, sacrifice in there. Yeah. But they can't actually throw somebody in there. They need a volunteer oh. to jump in. Okay. Right. So what is he going to do with the money? Well, he, he he goes to New York and buys all this nice clothes and lives life to the fullest in a very short leash. And he uh, falls in love with Meg Ryan. He thinks he only has six months to live. I don't understand. Yeah. 
That, I guess that's, that's, that's the so plot he, twist he, that I forgot right. about. He, he uh, has all these psychosomatic symptoms, okay. right? So he headaches. keeps going to doctors, headaches, and okay. he feels terrible. It's really just that his life sucks. Okay. But he finally goes to a different doctor who tells him he has a brain cloud, okay. and he only has six months to live. So he's like, well, so I'm going to spend the six oh, months as enjoyable as I can. Okay. So then he makes this deal So he makes this deal to throw himself the in the Polynesians because he's going to die anyway. It's, it's some, they, I forget the name of the tribe, but yeah, it, it, it's how vaguely they, how Polynesian. They, how do they connect? Does he see like an ad in the paper or something, or...? Don't recall. I don't recall how they connect. Can't remember either. We're, we're he's approached. It. it was a good movie. He's, and he's I approached. It a long time. Let's just put it that way. He's okay. approached. Sure. <laughs> and uh, Meg Ryan plays like three or four different roles yeah, in the same movie. Or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's yeah. like she's got a she's got a red wig on, and then she has her blonde hair, and she's got a dark wig on. Yeah. And this plays is three Meg or four Ryan different characters. at the height of her adorableness. Yes. Well. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, uh, Such a. These are the Halcyon days. Yeah, oh yeah. It's it's post uh, when Harry met Sally, but pre you've got mail. So it's 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 <laughs> the it's the wheelhouse. Those are the years of the oh, she's doing that smile again. Look she's at her. She's as cute as a button. A yeah. horrible, horrible, disfigured troll now. <laughs> in 2010. In 2010, oh, but listen. Okay. But cute as a button in Joe vs. the Volcano. I, I can't argue that she can stand up to what she was, but I mean, she's just aged. It's that's what happens when you get older. It's I, nature. Think, I still think she's great. No, beautiful. it's nothing beautiful to do with it's nothing to do with the aging. And a, and a nice... It's the the nonstop plastic surgery. Oh. Ma- Meg, don't listen to him. You're welcome on this podcast anytime. <laughs> To talk about Joe versus I, 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 uh, I invite Meg Ryan to come on the podcast and refute everything that I've just said. I think I'll, I'll be here. She should come and debate me. She'll, she'll do that by we'll, we'll compare her beauty to yours. Exactly. Speaking of trolls, my mother tells me I'm beautiful on the That's inside, funny. and nobody can tell me different. Now I'm trying to remember in Star Wars the Star Darth Wars. Vader's origin. This is. Let's let's oh, right. think back to the original right. trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And what we knew movie. about Darth Vader's origin. He's supposed to have fallen into a pit of lava? Well, this was never said in the movies. It was only right. in the in the novelizations. Okay. That uh, they mentioned that he was horribly disfigured from falling into a lava. And I don't even know if it was spoken, but everybody thought it was because of a duel between Obi-Wan right. and uh, Which, of course, is... Skywalker, which is what happens in... in precisely what's happening in Revenge But it's not, is, is it, it's not really a volcano so much as a volcano planet. Yes, absolutely. It's flowing lava, yeah. yeah and yeah. they were jumping from rock to rock, right? I actually felt that yeah. was the one part of that movie that was fairly well done and fairly right to the, the, the whole Star Wars genre. I they, thought Revenge of the Sith. Else. I thought Revenge of the Sith was certainly the strongest of the prequels. Oh, absolutely. Except for no. Who yeah, does that? That's... Nobody does that. <laughs> nobody. nobody I makes do Joe. I don't know what you're talking about. I did it just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of toilet paper. No. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy is a repeat. No. <laughs> it was the Judge Judy thing. You nailed it. But uh, what about this Doctor Who episode that you've uh, seen? The Fires of Pompeii. It's a Doctor Donna episode. Where, I don't know uh, what that means. Uh, Donna Noble was uh, the, the companion at the time, and they they had this big uh, storyline, the Doctor Donna, going on, and then revealed at the end. I won't spoil it for anybody who decides to catch up on Doctor Who, and you should. Although I don't think it's all that good an episode. It's a uh, David Tennant episode. It is a David Tennant episode. So it's one of the modern ones. So, yeah, modern one. It was uh, first broadcast in I'm going to say 2008. Uh, yeah, series four is uh, what they're calling it, which means the fourth uh, season of the new Doctor Who's. Oh, right. I'm gonna, definitely going to lose some uh, nerd cred here, but oh, I, I I don't know anything about Doctor Who. Oh. Well, that's why Joe's here. I can count on on one hand the number of minutes of Doctor Who that I've watched in the course oh, of my we're life. We're going to have to remedy that. 
Doctor Who is some fine, <laughs> fine science fiction. I, I, I look askance nervously. I just remember uh, watching like the very first season with William Hartnell like at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning on CBC and writing down notes. Oh, this is an interesting story. That Acting and everything else, production values are shit. Right. But... I'm, I'm, you know, I was taking notes like, oh, I could turn this into a role-playing game. I guarantee, I guarantee that that is exactly what turned me off of Doctor Who right from the get-go was the production values from the first, the early series were so terrible. It, it was distracting. And right. I you're, looking at, you're looking at the, B, it's a BBC production and yeah. the BBC is not really a for-profit enterprise. It's a government institution. Much like there. the CBC here Much in Canada. Like the CBC Which is here. all, I know, well, I'll say everything on CBC is not very good. No, absolutely. <laughs> or at least the production values. Yeah, I mean, Kids in exactly. the Hall, CBC, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic television show. But, and maybe maybe more that's a little harsh but, there. But, but I'm, not, I'm not being convinced <laughs> by that chicken lady outfit. I mean, come on. Yeah, but maybe more, it, maybe the Kids in the Hall were more fantastic because of the low production value. And, and I would say that uh, Doctor Who has a lot of charm because of its silly rubber monsters. And, uh, and Were there rubber monsters in this Pompeii episode, or what was... Uh, they were giant volcanic golem type uh, oh. creatures, uh, and they were magma golems. They're attempting to turn humans into their kind oh, in okay. order to take over the world. Or I'm something. trying to think of a of a like a TV show or something that had like ma- magma monsters that wasn't an episode of Super Friends. Anyone? Wow, magma wow. monsters, but not Super Friends. Uh, I cannot think of. Oh, oh there was an episode Rock of Lords were pretty much that. Were weren't they? Rock Lords from the GoBot series? I don't know, but I know you guys had a song about it. Oh, yeah, we do have Rock Lords, the song. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then there was an episode of Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot cartoon that also had to do with Volcano. Oh, you there you go. Have seen any of those? Okay. Not a heavy topic in uh, pop culture. Well, I think, I think Joe prefaced it right off the top that the volcanoes are kind of boring. Like it's, it's either the buildup, which can be scary, and then yeah. boom, and then horribleness. But it, really, it's, you can't get kind of any extended threat from a volcano, right? Like, yeah. like unless you're outrunning lava. Right. Yeah, it's hard to and maintain. That's outrunning yeah. lava is Which boring. is why you need the magma well, monsters. I mean, I guess we can comment. Yeah. 2012, va- va- I was just going to mention. In 2012, volcanoes played a major factor. Uh, there was that whole sequence in the Yellow National Stone Park. Exploded. In the In the National Park where this volcano pushed up out of the earth and started oh. raining down giant Super, flaming rocks on uh, on their as they fled in a in the world's fastest motorhome. So the, so there's no the fastest and mo- a, most agile motorhome ever waiting recorded. I've tracks before I watch uh, 2012. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it. Who's the guy uh, <sighs> Who's that guy? That actor. <laughs> Wow, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about because we used to do that all the time. <laughs> wow, for that damn to... dirty apes. Damn, oh, Charlton Heston. Isn't there a Charlton Heston movie that he fights a volcano? <laughs> that seems like he's the perfect actor to be. He, a he would. I mean, he does movie. fight planets all the time, right? <laughs> he just goes. He goes like he's against God, and you know, planet uh, of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, he'll take a planet on. Planet, he's not scared. Planet of the National Rifle from his cold dead hands. I don't know anything that Charlton. Because he's been in a bunch of disaster movies, though, hasn't he? He's, he's been in a little like, bit of everything. Uh, Towering Inferno or something like that. Was, that. was he in that? It's not a volcano. That's a burning building. I'm just saying, like, he would, if there was a volcano movie from the 70s, he would be the main guy. He would probably, I, I would have to concur. That's, and that's in an uh, alternate he was, universe, uh, though. in Earthquake. Earthquake. Oh, okay. Close but no lava bombs. So next episode, uh, we will visit the weird and wonderful world of cannibalism. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on Caustic Soda, the podcast. Yay! Hope you had a great time, and we'll uh, see you next week. Krakatoa! Plus <laughs> <laughs> the volcano! Quick, duck and cover! Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com.